Thank you for listening to episode 9 of the So What series. This is Brendan Flanagan. This series is designed to launch our website at brendanflanagan.com. And in it, we ask the penetrating biblical questions normally withheld from polite company. Today we're going to ask, what is the Holy Spirit? But before we begin, I encourage you to keep your ears tuned for another podcast that we'll be launching. It's called The Herald. And what it is, is an expositional study through the Gospel of John. It's going to differ a little bit from the So What series, which is more topical in nature. We study through the Bible and provide systematic answers using Scripture verses. But the Herald is uniquely different. It's going verse by verse through the Scriptures and explaining what each verse means. So you can really begin to understand what it means to have life in the name of God. Because that's really John's hope. And we'll study with him. I hope you join us. Today we're asking, what is the Holy Spirit? We may understand the Holy Spirit as an emotion, a feeling, or a sense. Maybe we perceive the Spirit as a type of built-in moral barometer. Perhaps we think the Spirit exists within all men and allows us, after proper reflection and meditation, to speak on God's behalf. While all these perceptions may retain a degree of truth, they largely reveal a flawed understanding of the Holy Spirit and a low working knowledge of the Spirit's actual mechanics. Instead of asking, what is the Holy Spirit?, Today we're going to ask, who is the Holy Spirit? Thank you for joining us for the So What series. This is Brendan Flanagan. Today we're asking, who is the Holy Spirit? In our society's march towards ever greater personhood or the ability to define one's identity despite cultural, societal, gender, or moral norms, essentially who you want to be, we have seemingly gained rights for every people group imaginable, and in fact, unimaginable. Yet despite our ceasing quest for personal autonomy, we continue to misunderstand, misuse, and malign the person of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit is not a force, not an emotion, not a hyperstatic spiritual sense. The Holy Spirit is a person of the Godhead. We can see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, which reads this. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The Spirit gives us freedom, a freedom only God can provide. And more importantly, the Spirit is Lord. The Spirit is God, with a unique character and personality. He testifies to the truth of Jesus Christ. We see this in 1 John chapter 5, verse 6 through 10. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and with the blood. It is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood. The blood is the blood of Jesus Christ. The water is the cleansing, purifying act of God the Father. And the Spirit is the Holy Spirit. It's come to deliver the truth of Jesus Christ after his ascension to heaven. Included in this personality of the Holy Spirit is his ability to grieve. We see this in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30, where Paul encourages the church in this way, writing, Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit grieves as a person grieves, and he speaks truth. John chapter 16, verse 13 reads this, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. 
The Holy Spirit speaks, and He speaks the will of God. Equally important is this. The Holy Spirit achieves His will. He has a sovereign will, and He achieves it throughout the church. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11 reads this, But one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually just as He wills. The Spirit operates as an independent person in the Godhead. He is God. He possesses the very mind of God and knows all the riches of divine knowledge. Nothing is hidden from his comprehension. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10-11 through 11 says this, For to us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man except the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God has a full depth of God's knowledge. It knows all the riches of God. And so the Holy Spirit is his own person. And as God, he has his own agenda. He is not our errand boy or mystic force. He is the very person of God. In his divine sovereignty, he serves as a representative or vicar of Christ on earth. In Christ's absence, the Holy Spirit administers God's will. We see this in John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. In short, for us to know Christ or have a relationship with God, we must only look to the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit, not to any priest, pastor, or any individual. The Holy Spirit is Christ's designated advocate and ambassador. Anyone claiming the role as vicar, paraclete, or mediator infringes on the very personhood of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit alone represents Christ and oversees the will of God in Christ's absence. Finally, the Holy Spirit administers his unique twofold ministry on earth, serving both believers and non-believers in different ways. His primary role for the non-believing world depends upon his conjoined and interdependent ministry with the Word of God. Upon the reading and proclamation of God's Word, the Holy Spirit works within the hearts of all mankind to convict them of their sin and prove the righteousness of God. We've talked about this verse many times throughout the So What series, and we'll read it now again. John chapter 16, verse 8. And he, when he comes, this is the Holy Spirit, will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. The Spirit is a strong arm behind the Word of God. We see this in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. This is empowered by the Spirit of God. It is what pushes forward the double-edged sword of the Word, and ultimately is what's dividing soul and spirit. The Spirit plants the first fruits of faith and evokes the response, What shall I do to be saved? This is the gospel response. The Spirit of God works in the believer's heart in the same way it convicts us of sin and unrighteousness, but it has many other roles, and we're going to look at those now. First, it works in conjunction with the Word of God. You can see this more if you go and listen or read what is a testimony. The Holy Spirit assures the believer of their personal relationship with Jesus Christ and the Father. This is critical, important. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit work together to ensure one that, yes, I actually have a relationship with the Heavenly Father. 
This can be seen in John chapter 14, verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. This is a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and God the Father. Furthermore, the Spirit intercedes on our behalf, ensuring our prayers are pleasing to the Lord. We can depend upon the Spirit to reveal to us the many riches of God, not through unique personal prophecy, but through the ministry of teaching and expounding the Scriptures. We see this in John chapter 14, verse 26, and perhaps this is the verse we want to emphasize most for how the believer operates and depends upon the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I say to you. This is really the primary function of the Holy Spirit. It's to expound, explain, and exposit the Scriptures so we can come to a deeper understanding of the person of Jesus Christ. This is ultimately prevents error, as we learned before. Error is prevented in knowing the person of Jesus Christ, which is revealed in the Scriptures. And this is the primary role of the Holy Spirit. It's not to give you unique spiritual prophecy or a special experience of God. No, no. The Spirit works as a person to guide us in truth by revealing the Word of God. He guides and empowers the entire Christian experience. And this is important because it's not in how we want to live the Christian experience, but according to God's divine plan. Christians produce righteous works pleasing to God only under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And those completely resting in the Holy Spirit have full access to God's power. And this is where we'll conclude. John chapter 16, verse 23 through 24. This is Jesus speaking in the future. He's still on earth. This is before his ascension. And he's speaking about the Holy Spirit. In that day, you will not question me about anything. Truly, truly, I say to you, if you ask the Father for anything in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive so that your joy may be made full. With a relationship, a relationship with God through the Holy Spirit allows us to ask God what's in our hearts and on our minds. But we must remember the verse prior. We must remember that the Holy Spirit is in fact educating us in what our desires should be. It's moving our will in a closer alignment to the will of God. When our will is one with the will of God, when we ask, it will be granted. And so what we ask for, God desires to grant. So his power may be made manifest and expressed among all the people. I hope you enjoyed our study on the Holy Spirit. You can listen to this podcast and others like it at brendanflanagan.com. Until next time, may you take courage in Christ.